Welcome to Manufacturing on the Hop, your regular roundup of all things UK manufacturing. Hello and welcome back to Manufacturing on the Hop. I'm Alex Bell and on this latest podcast we'll be taking a look at the Q1 results of EEF's Manufacturing Outlook Survey produced in partnership with BDO. You can download and read the full report on our website www.eef.org.uk but joining me now to look at some of the key highlights is Chief Economist Lee Hopley. Lee, we ended last year on a pretty positive note in terms of the outlook for the sector. Are the latest survey results showing the same trend for 2018? Uh, we did indeed. 2017 was a good year for UK manufacturing. We saw really solid growth across a whole broad range of sectors. Um, and we pick up kind of where we left off in our latest survey. So listeners may have a slight sense of deja vu uh, listening to this podcast because uh, a lot of the drivers and a lot of the kind of sectoral narrative is a, a continuation of some of the big things that we were talking about for the last two or three quarters. So um, the headlines are uh, positive output and orders balances. Um, not quite as positive on the output front as we were three months ago, but then three months ago we were looking at multi-year highs. So we've just stepped back a, a fraction since then. Uh, positive picture on the new orders coming in. And again, it is very much... A, an, an export story. So strong global demand, really benefiting uh, UK manufacturers. Um, slightly different this time around is that we're seeing uh, domestic orders close the gap somewhat um, right. with their um, overseas counterparts. Uh, and I think that might just be a case of the benefits of good demand flowing through the domestic supply chain. Right. So, I mean, all good news. So what is driving this overall positive trend? It's a continuation of positive growth across the global economy and particularly in Europe. So I mentioned right at the top that we saw a really good year for growth across manufacturing in 2017. And that was mirrored across the European Union, for example, mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, really good indicators coming out of Europe, also the US, things like the Purchasing Managers Index were again solid over the last couple of months uh, and emerging markets are, are holding up and demand there looks looks pretty firm. Um, we've got some anecdotal evidence that this bit of the recovery that we've seen in commodity prices and the oil price in particular is benefiting some sectors, particularly capital equipment sectors. And actually looking at the sectoral picture, they are, the, they are leading the pack. So mm -hmm. Uh, companies that are making capital equipment, mechanical goods, electrical, electronics in particular, they all seem to be roaring ahead. Um, if we look at the other end of the spectrum, so it's not an area of concern, but you know, looking at an outlook that is perhaps slightly more subdued, um, automotive is, okay. I think we, we would have mentioned that at the, at the back end of last year. Uh, the industry has done really well over the last decade, so we're seeing a bit of a slowdown on the consumer front. And also they're grappling with some issues around emission standards and, and diesel engines. And also, you know, potentially some risks around construction-facing sectors. So a couple of those were weak in 2017, and I think we're picking up that a, a similar outlook is in prospect as we move forward. Um, what about the regional picture then? Uh, well, I've got Martin Jenkins, our economist, with me, and he's been looking into um, how that sectoral picture is reflected across the country. Uh, yeah, thank you, Lee. So um, the regional picture um, is fairly positive once again, sort of reflecting sort of the buoyant um, conditions we're seeing in manufacturing as a whole. Um, this time around, there was a little bit more variation, um, sort of down to the factors that Lee was mentioned just now. Um, I think star performance were again sort of the southeast of London and uh, the northwest. Um, both recorded some very strong output balances and order balances. 
um, the latter sort of on the back of sort of the global economy upswing and the pickup in um, investment as a result. Um, but as I said, sort of very good overall, um, some sort of pullback from sort of the multi-year highs recorded last quarter. Um, East Midlands probably was the weakest of all regions. Um, it recorded its uh, a negative total orders balance for the first time in two years. Um, again, sort of reflecting some sort of weakness in automotive and construction, as Lee mentioned. Um, but looking at employment, again, those balances were again fairly positive, and investment as well, um, positive balances across the board, which is quite a rare feat for our um, survey. Um, but yeah, all in all, still very good, very good and positive. So good to see that there is this prevailing positivity, but Lee, what are the threats to some of this? Well, starting with something that is perhaps slightly different in our survey this quarter compared to we were, where we were three months ago, not exactly a threat, um, but we are seeing um, more intentions to increase prices both at home and in overseas markets. So uh, this time last year, we were looking at a sharp pickup in the balance of companies saying that they were having to increase prices in response to pick up in input costs, a result of the sharp depreciation that we saw in sterling after the referendum. Now, clearly that pass-through was starting to fade over the course of last year, but we've seen a little bit of a bounce back in the past three months and expectations that that's going to persist into the next quarter. And that is largely a feature of an increase in commodity prices that I've already touched on and, and companies really being in a slightly better position to pass those on given how strong demand is. Um, so some margins rebuilding there. Now looking at actual risks, I mean some that have clearly emerged on the horizon um, out with our, our survey period actually. Um, so in the last couple of days, Clearly, the temperature is rising on the, on the global trade outlook. So um, the potential for U.S. introducing tariffs on a number of goods, primarily around uh, steel and aluminium, but potentially not confined to that, and the potential for uh, retaliatory responses from the EU and other countries. It, I mean, this is this is not a good position for an export-focused sector like the UK. I mean, no one wins from from this from this picture. So that is clearly an area that we are that we're looking at quite closely. Um, I mean, other issues um, are around capacity in the supply chain. So we see companies very busy. Um, we've not had a particularly strong investment picture over the last year. It's been it's been good, but it's not been great. And we are starting to pick up quite a few anecdotal case studies of lead times on new capital equipment being extended and, and stretched out. Um, so when the rest of the world is investing, demand for equipment goes up and the length of time it takes to you know, get new equipment in factories in order to increase capacity um, stretches out. So that's, I mean, that's a potential risk from a kind of price point of view, so further inflationary pressures and, and just the pressures on the supply chain um, when demand is, is really firm. Lots of other political tensions <laughs> yeah. on the horizon. Uh, you know, we've got elections in Italy, we've got Brexit negotiations, we can't have this uh, podcast without referring to Brexit. Um, but I think, I mean, the key ones that are really front of mind at the moment are, are the outlook for global trade because that is so key in supporting the sector at the moment. Before we end then, Leo, are there any other key takeaways from this latest? Okay, so if, if we if kind of move past some of the risks that I've just talked about, if, if everything that can go right does go right this year, um, we, we are forecasting another pretty decent year of growth for manufacturing. So 2.8% increase in output in 2017. We're looking at around 2% this year. Um, we've got some new forecasts for 2019, so that could come in at around 0.6%. So that would put a decent run of growth for the sector over the last few years. 
Looking at uh, GDP, um, manufacturing should actually outpace the wider economy again um, in 2018. Um, and we expect a, a slightly more subdued picture this year and next um, for the overall economy compared to what we saw last year. Well, that's all we have time for. But you can read more about the Manufacturing Outlook survey results online at www.eef.org.uk. And also don't forget that you can listen to other episodes of Manufacturing on the Hop. Just go on to iTunes or your preferred podcast player and you can search for Manufacturing on the Hop there. We also welcome your views. So, Lee, how can people get in touch? Hello and welcome back to Manufacturing on the Hop. I'm Alex Bell, and on this latest podcast, we'll be taking a look at the Q1 results of EEF's Manufacturing Outlook Survey, produced in partnership with BDO. You can download and read the full report on our website, www.eef.org.uk. But joining me now to look at some of the key highlights is Chief Economist Lee Hopley. Lee, we ended last year on a pretty positive note in terms of the outlook for the sector. Are the latest survey results showing the same trend for 2018? Uh, We did indeed. 2017 was a good year for UK manufacturing. We saw really solid growth across a whole broad range of sectors. Um, And we pick up kind of where we left off in our latest survey. So listeners may have a slight sense of deja vu uh, listening to this podcast because uh, a lot of the drivers and a lot of the kind of sectoral narrative is a, a continuation of some of the big things that we were talking about for the last two or three quarters. So... Um, The headlines are uh, positive output and orders balances, Um, not quite as positive on the output front as we were three months ago, but then three months ago we were looking at multi-year highs. So we've just stepped back a a fraction since then. Uh, Positive picture on the new orders coming in, and again it is very much an an export story, so Mm -hmm. strong global demand really benefiting uh, UK manufacturers. Um, slightly different this time around is that we're seeing uh, domestic orders close the gap somewhat um, right. with their um, overseas counterparts. Uh, and I think that might just be a case of the benefits of good demand flowing through the domestic supply chain. Right. So, I mean, all good news. So what is driving this overall positive trend? It's a continuation of positive growth across the global economy and particularly in Europe. So I mentioned right at the top that we saw a really good year for growth across manufacturing in 2017. And that was mirrored across the European Union, for example, as well. So, you know, really good indicators coming out uh, of Europe. Also, the US, so things like the Purchasing Managers Index were, again, solid over the last couple of months. Uh, and emerging markets are, are holding up and demand there looks looks pretty firm. Um, we've got some anecdotal evidence that this bit of the recovery that we've seen in commodity prices and the oil price in particular is benefiting some sectors, particularly capital equipment sectors. And actually looking at the sectoral picture, they are the, they are leading the pack. Mm-hmm. So uh, companies that are making capital equipment, mechanical goods, electrical, electronics in particular, they all seem to be roaring ahead. Um, if we look at the other end of the spectrum, so it's not an area of concern, but you know, looking at an outlook that is perhaps slightly more subdued, um, automotive okay. is, I think we, we would have mentioned that at the, at the back end of last year, uh, the industry has done really well over the last decade, so we're seeing a bit of a slowdown on the consumer front. And also they're grappling with some issues around emission standards and, and diesel engines. 
and also, you know, potentially some risks around construction facing sectors. So a couple of those were weak in 2017. And I think we're picking up that a, a similar outlook is in prospect as we move forward. Um, what about the regional picture? Then? Uh, well, I've got Martin Jenkins, our economist with me, and he's been looking into um, how that sectoral picture is reflected across the country. Uh, yeah, thank you, Lou. So um, the regional picture, um, it's fairly positive once again, sort of reflecting sort of the buoyant um, conditions we're seeing in manufacturing as a whole. Um, this time around, there was a little bit more variation, um, sort of down to the factors that Lee was mentioned just now. Um, I think star performance were again sort of the southeast of London and uh, the northwest, um, both recorded some very strong output balances and order balances. Um, the latter sort of on the back of sort of the global economy upswing and the pickup in um, investment as a result. Um, but as I said, sort of very good overall, um, some sort of pullback from sort of the multi-year highs recorded last quarter. Um, East Midlands probably was the weakest of all regions. Um, it recorded its uh, a negative total orders balance for the first time in two years. Um, again, sort of referring to some sort of weakness in automotive and construction, as Lee mentioned. Um, but looking at employment, again, those balances were again fairly positive. And investment as well, um, positive balances across the board, which is quite a rare feat for our um, survey. Um, but yeah, all in all, still very good, very good and positive. So good to see that there is this prevailing positivity. But Lee, what are the threats to some of this? Well, starting with something that is perhaps slightly different in our survey this quarter compared to we were, where we were three months ago. Not exactly a threat, um, but we are seeing um, more intentions to increase prices both at home and in overseas markets. So. Uh, this time last year, we were looking at a sharp pickup in the balance of companies saying that they were having to increase prices in response to pickup in input costs, a result of the sharp depreciation that we saw in sterling after the referendum. Now, clearly that pass-through was starting to fade over the course of last year, but we've seen a little bit of a bounce back in the past three months and expectations that that's going to persist into the next quarter. And that is largely a feature of an increase in commodity prices that I've already touched on. And, and companies really being in a slightly better position to pass those on, given how strong demand is. Um, so some margins rebuilding there. Now, looking at actual risks, I mean, some that have clearly emerged on the horizon um, out with our, our survey period, actually. Um, so in the last couple of days, Clearly, the temperature is rising on the, on the global trade outlook. So um, the potential for U.S. introducing tariffs on a number of goods, primarily around uh, steel and aluminium, but potentially not confined to that. And the potential for uh, retaliatory responses from the EU and other countries. It, I mean, this is this is not a good position for an export-focused sector like the UK. I mean, no one wins from from this from this picture. So that is clearly an area that we are that we're looking at quite closely. Um, I mean, other issues um, are around capacity in the supply chain. So we see companies very busy. Um, we've not had a particularly strong investment picture over the last year. It's been it's been good, but it's not been great. And we are starting to pick up quite a few anecdotal case studies of lead times on new capital equipment being extended and, and stretched out. Um, so when the rest of the world is investing, demand for equipment goes up and the length of time it takes to you know, get new equipment in factories in order to increase capacity um, it stretches out. So that's I mean, that's a potential risk from a kind of price point of view, so further inflationary pressures and, and just the pressures on the supply chain um, when demand is, is really firm. Lots of other 
political tensions on the horizon. (laughs) You know, we've got elections in Italy, we've got Brexit negotiations, we can't have this uh, podcast without referring to Brexit. Um, But I think, I mean, the key ones that are really front of mind at the moment are are the outlook for global trade, because that is so key in supporting the sector at the moment. Before we end then, Leo, are there any other key takeaways from this latest? Okay, so if if we kind of move past some of the risks that I've just talked about, if, if everything that can go right does go right this year... Um, we we are forecasting another pretty decent year of growth for manufacturing. So 2.8% increase in output in 2017. We're looking at around 2% this year. Um, we've got some new forecasts for 2019. So that could come in at around 0.6%. So that would put a decent run of growth for the sector over the last few years. Looking at uh, GDP, um, manufacturing should actually outpace the wider economy again um, in 2018. Um, and we expect a, a slightly more subdued picture this year and next um, for the overall economy compared to what we saw last year. Well, that's all we have time for. But you can read more about the Manufacturing Outlook survey results online at www.eef.org.uk. And also don't forget that you can listen to other episodes of Manufacturing on the Hop. Just go on to iTunes or your preferred podcast player and you can search for Manufacturing on the Hop there. We also welcome your views. So, Lee, how can people get in touch? Uh, we absolutely do. Um, you can drop us a line directly, research at eef.org.uk. We're on Twitter, EF underscore economist, and you can search for us on LinkedIn. Uh, we absolutely do. Um, you can drop us a line directly, research at eef.org.uk. We're on Twitter, EF underscore economist, and you can search for us on LinkedIn. You've been listening to Manufacturing on the Hop, your regular roundup of all things UK manufacturing.